Welcome, welcome to the English podcast with Tommy from learningenglishwithtommy.com. Yes, welcome, welcome to another episode of the English podcast with Tommy. I am Tommy, and as you can hear, I've barely got a voice today. Uh, but that doesn't stop me from recording another episode of the English podcast. Today, I have someone who has been diving in Vietnam and Thailand, but never been diving in the, her own home country of Colombia. From Bogota, I would like to welcome Isa. Hi, hi. It's so nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's nice to nice to finally have you here. Uh, we were planning this for last week, and this did it didn't happen. Now we're planning. Now we planned it for this week, and it has happened. So um, you know, it's finally good to get this one. Finally to get finally good to finally record this one. Yeah, I'm glad we could do it. We're probably think you know there are listeners probably thinking, I've seen you, but I don't know who you are. Um, you know, I I've heard of you. I've seen you somewhere on Instagram because you know who hasn't seen you. You know you're you're all over the world. You've been to a Buddhist monastery. You've learnt lots of things. You've been to Thailand. You've been to Vietnam. You've stayed in Colombia a bit as well, which you're doing at the moment. At the time of recording, you are at home or you're in Colombia at the moment. Just tell us a little bit about who you are, though. Um, all right, so I always like to introduce myself as the most important part of my life, which is a teacher. <laughs> That's my biggest passion. Yeah. And so I'm a teacher and I am also a backpacker. Those are my, I combine my two passions together. So I basically teach online and I also travel the world, which is um, a dream for me because that's something that I've always dreamed about and now I'm able to do it and exploring and teaching is I mean those two things are the things that com make me feel like complete like I'm doing something and I am also helping because, because the reason I'm traveling is because I volunteer as an English teacher around the world mainly in Southeast Asia so I feel like I'm kind of giving back to the community and at the same time I can work and I can also help my students and that's just, it just makes me feel me and it's amazing, I love it, that's who I am. Well that, that's beautiful, you know, giving back is what we do here, you know, we like to give back to people who don't have a chance, who don't have a voice or who have a limited voice. Uh, yeah, just just yeah, tell us right. just tell us, a, tell us a little bit about the adventure. Exactly, exactly. And what adventures have you been on with English, with the language of English? Because you. Say it again. What adventures have you been on with the with your teaching? Oh my God, um, I've been all over Southeast Asia, but I think one of the most amazing adventures I've had is that I was living in a Buddhist monastery and I think that's like it was like a breaking point for me because I was I was kind of lost in life like trying trying to find my purpose and that's exactly why I started the trip in the first place so I got to this monastery and then I was introduced to Buddhism meditation and eventually I started to get to know people that 
knew about yoga, so I was introduced to yoga and all these meditation practices. And it totally changed my life because when you are living among monks, Buddhist monks, your life, it just, your mind changes. Everything changes because you start seeing the world in a completely different way. Mm. So I learned about donations, for example, which was a new term for me, like that donations um, in the Buddhist with Buddhist religion. Yeah. In Buddhism, they are always giving back to the community, even though they don't have much, they always give back whatever they have. So that taught me to be more kind of humble, like in some way, and also to give back to the community. Um, I've also been to amazing natural places, um, like Halong, Halong Bay, Vietnam is one of the... No way, no way, you've, yeah. been, you've been to Halong Bay as well? Wow. Actually, I dived there, that, that was the first place where I dived, where I dove. How do you say that one in the past? I dove? No, I dived, I dived. I dived. Yeah. And yeah, that was my first experience diving and I loved it and it's... it's one of those experiences experiences that you never forget is it's overwhelming and you feel like you're in like an avatar so it was amazing uh, those are the most like like the ones that come to mind when i think about adventures at that well that's amazing that's amazing we're, we're we're here partially to talk about your journey of how you have become an english teacher but at the same time we're also here to understand how you've done it you know, because there are listeners probably thinking, yeah, your story, Isabella, is really nice, but, you know, usually the episodes with Tommy have some sort of something, you know, there's a TV series, there's a film, there's a podcast, something which is being reviewed. And um, Isabella will not admit, would admit to you, and would admit to anyone who asked, who, you, who asked kindly that she likes a certain singer. Which singer am I thinking oh, yeah. about? You like, yeah, you know which singer I'm talking about, right? I do, yeah. <laughs> um, for those of you who might be aware, Isabella, do you, well, actually, no, I don't, I'm not aware of this, but are you a singer yourself? Do you like to sing? I'm not. No? I, I love to, but I'm not a good, I'm not good at all, but I like it. So you're one of those people who prefers to sing in the shower rather than sing out loud? Yeah, sure. I've never done it in front of any person. <laughs> who is the singer that we're talking about, apart from yourself, obviously? Who is the person that we're talking about? <laughs> well, I used to love her. I still love Hina Montana. She's the... Um, I don't know, like my... I was... She was my everything when I was younger. <laughs> and um, for those of us who don't know who Hannah Montana is, who is she, or what is she? So Hannah Montana is or was a TV program um, for kids, a Disney Disney TV program, yeah. and she was basically a singer who lived a double life, you can say, hmm. because she was Hannah Montana, and at the same time she was an ordinary girl, and she became a superstar, but nobody knew that it was her, so. That's that's the like kind of the plot of the TV show. Okay, um, the actress who played Hannah Montana is now the famous singer Miley Cyrus. Did you know this? 
She is. Yeah, of course. And I still love her. I mean, I, I, I still follow her career. I still know all her songs. I know she released an album like a couple of days ago. I still follow her. She's like part of my life nowadays. So she's no longer Hannah Montana. She is now Miley Cyrus. Uh, or she was yeah. always Miley Cyrus, but she has now ripped away her Hannah Montana persona and she's 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 gone into the world as the as herself um for those you know there'll be people thinking oh yeah i remember hannah montana as a kid uh, but when i was watching it i never really got anything out of it so how can we use tv shows like hannah montana and other and another tv series that you're on at the moment suits how can we use these sort of t- these different tv shows um to improve our english so i think one of the reasons why I could learn with Hannah Montana is because Hannah Montana uses um, like everyday English, everyday yeah vocabulary. Yep. So they, um, that's very important. That was very important for me. The fact that I was learning vocabulary related to daily conversation. So I learned vocabulary that I would need when I was having an, a, like a conversation with my friends and that I think that's one of the most important that's the most important thing for me that the vocabulary that they use in the series is is actually vocab it's vocabulary that I'm going to eventually use in yeah. my daily life if it if like for example um there are tv programs that are I don't know related to science or mostly science that it's like I'm not gonna use that it's not very useful for me to learn that because I'm going to forget the vocabulary. So I avoid watching those TV shows. But I think I learned with Hannah Montana because of these, the type of vocabulary they used and also because I like the accent. For me, it was also important to choose an accent that I really enjoyed and that I wanted to imitate. Oh. So watching the, the Crown, I think there's a TV series now on Netflix, yeah. The Crown. Like, yeah, of course, I would love to watch it, but I wouldn't start with that because I'm not planning to learn the British accent, like to imitate it. So um, that I wouldn't, I wouldn't go for that one because okay. of the accent. Okay. But I love Hannah Montana's accent, so I would imitate her and learn daily, um, everyday words. What I've come to realize when I'm talking to. Um guys down in South America, you know, because I, I've had a few episodes from with your with colleagues of us in South America. And you guys like to listen to you you have a lot of things in American accent, is that down in South America. Is that true? It is, yeah. I, I, I we don't listen to British T V shows here for some reason. Everything like all my students, for example, all of them are from Latin America. Yeah. And all of them want to learn the American accent. So we are not related to British accent. For, I don't know why, but we are just not interested in the British accent. And that's actually the reason why it is that one is the most difficult for us to understand. Because we haven't heard and or ha- we haven't had much contact with the British accent. So now that when we listen to The Crown, for example. Yeah. On Netflix, it's gonna be much harder to understand. Yeah. 
Interesting. So we've got Hannah Montana, and it, basically what you're saying is that it's it's quite good for everyday English. Is that what you're trying? Is that what we what we can take out from it? Yeah. I'm just asking this because, you know, we don't have an audience, you know, and you're probably thinking, what? He's asking me questions which I'm not ready for, but, you know, we don't have an audience here. The audience is listening after we've recorded. So I am your audience at the same time as being sort of direct, trying to direct this in the right place. Um, <coughs> not being a listen, not being ever a watcher of Hannah Montana myself, if I were to, if I were to pick it up tomorrow morning, how would I, what? How how should I start with it? Should I watch it first in my native language and then turn it over to to English, or should I start immediately in English with maybe subtitles? Or what would you what would you think? What would you say is? I think it depends on. I mean, if you are a native speaker. <laughs> yeah, I, well, you know. I'm but it, dep it depends on your on your level. Yeah. Uh, um, I always recommend my students to start easy and. If they are a basic student and they are just beginning to grasp the language, um, you can change. It's totally fine to change. So, but I mean change, um, like focus on English 100% for 10 minutes. So English subtitles, English language, everything English content for 10 minutes of the I think the, the, the episodes last, last for 45 minutes, around 45 minutes. <coughs> so focus 10 minutes on English. And the rest of the episode, you can watch it in Spanish. Or if you want to, you can start with Spanish or with your native language. And so you get like an idea of what's going on, who's who, and what's happening yeah. in, the, in this chapter. And then you can change to English once you have an overall idea of what's happening here then you can just change to English. But if you want to focus on English, just 100% English. If you, it, it didn't work for me to play the um, English audio and then turn on the Spanish subtitles, which is my native language. It didn't work because I would focus on the Spanish. I would read everything in Spanish and I wasn't listening to yeah. English. The sounds and grammar and everything, I wasn't paying attention. So I would say play it 100% English, but go slow, bits by, bit by bit. So if you if you're a beginner, start with ten minutes. Intermediate, you can go half of the series, half of the chapter in English, and then you change to your native language. And once you're ready, change it completely to to English. If you're an intermediate student, I would say watch it completely in English. And if you find yourself lost because you don't know what's going on. Then change it to Spanish for a second, so you can so you know what's going on, and then switch back to English again. Very good, very nice. So now we have the second series that you're watching at the moment. I believe is what you told me. Yeah. And it features a guy, Mike, who seems to manage to find his way into a big law firm. In is it New York? I believe it is. Is it New York? Yeah, New York. Yeah. We're talking about the series Suits. Now, would you like to, you know, I've watched Suits from beginning to end, and there were parts where I sort of lost the interest, but then I went back to it, you know, because once you start it, you sort of think, oh, I should really get, I should really just keep going with it, you know, finish it, finish the episode, finish the series, whatever it might be. 
How far have you got with Suits? Have you finished? Have you finished watching it? Uh, I think I'm going to finish this week because I I just started season eight, season nine. Okay. So I'm about to finish. I'm, I'm, I started the season where Mike left. Yeah. So he's not, and Rachel left. Yeah. They went to, they, I think they opened their, their own law clinic. I think they did it. They, they, they left because they opened the clinic. So I'm there. So I'm almost finished. You're almost finished. Um, what sort of series is Suits com- in comparison to uh, Hannah Montana? Because it is quite, it's a big difference, isn't it? It's a big step upwards. Yeah. So for me, one of the most interesting things when I started the series was that I couldn't understand a lot of what they were saying. And it was because of the vocabulary. Okay. They, of course, it's a law. They, I mean, they, it's they are talking about law. So there were many terms that I didn't understand, and that's what that's something that I try to tell my students all the time. Because once they start a series and they don't understand anything, they feel they just don't know English. Yeah. And it's not about that, but it's about the type of English that you are usually um, using. Yeah. Or you 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 have like contact with. Yeah. When I started suits, I didn't know about law terms. I I mean they were they would talk about uh, suing someone. I didn't at the beginning of the series. I didn't know the the the, the, the verb to sue because I've never had to use it in my life, so I didn't know it. But I realized last night when I was like really paying attention to the series that. I can understand everything now, like all of the terms that I didn't understand at the beginning, now I can. And it wasn't like a magic thing. I did my work and I actually have, um, like I'm very serious when I'm watching series. I have a notebook where I write all the vocabulary and I write definitions and I write examples. I divide words by categories. I write expressions, phrases, idioms, uh, law terms. And now I'm at that point where I can understand everything because I've done my work. So it's not only about listening, but about doing your work. Like, do something with the series. Yeah, well, that's important. If you don't do the work, you don't get very far with it. Um, I'm going to put my hand up here and I'm going to say I didn't understand much of it to start with either. And that's being a native speaker. And it is about the vocabulary that was used. It's about the yeah. terms used. You know, what's an affidavit? What's a... You know, what does it mean uh, if you're a para- paralegal, like Rachel is at exactly. the beginning? Exactly. What's a paralegal? Yes. Yeah, and like, even for a native, you, I'm, I'm sort. I was looking at the screen. I'm like, wait, hang on. You said paralegal, but I don't know what paralegal means. You know, you said to me, what's a name partner? <laughs> exactly. I was like, what? Whoa, 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 back up a sec. Back up a second. What is a named partner? What is it? What's the difference between a partner and a named partner? And you know, like they're saying, oh, do you want to put your name on the wall? And I'm like. Yeah. What do you want to put? What do you want to put your name on the wall for? You know that that doesn't make sense. See? Exactly. Yeah. So for me, you know, even a native, um, it was like a thought of um, it was like diving into the Halong Bay, but in terms of oh, I've never been here. I don't know what to expect. And when I did cut, when I did finally get into it, you know. Uh, when I did finally get into suits, I was like, well, that is actually very interesting. It's actually quite um, a well-made series. And it's, in, it's, it's I think, the storyline of how 
they brought a man off the street, Mike Ross, how he made it to an interview which he never even which he never even uh, applied for because he didn't even have any of the um, qualifications. Thank you, qualifications. Yeah. Um, and then he becomes he then eventually, like years later, becomes one of the almost named partner for this company. Um, what sort of level? That's one of the most. But that's one of the most important things. Sorry to interrupt. No, I don't like it. If you if you you don't like this story and you don't get the story, then you will stop watching. But if you get in, if you get uh, like emotionally connected to the series, you will probably finish it and you will want to learn what they're saying, and that will make you progress faster. Exactly. Very, very wise words, I have to say. I can't really add anything to that. The question I was going to ask, though, is if I'm a learner, which I'm not, but if I'm a learner, what sort of level should I be if I, if I start watching Suits? What's something that you... What level should I be? What level should I be? Oh, um... I think B one it, it would be fine. My boyfriend he is a B he is currently a B one student, and even though he doesn't get everything, yeah. he still enjoys the series. So he has to go to me because I'm his like personal dictionary. So he asks me a couple of questions while he's watching, but he can totally do it. So B one I think would be fine. The basic, for the basic students, it would be too much because they not only use a lot of idioms and expressions, they do it all the time. I think I've never learned more idioms and expressions than with, with suits. So there are a, little, a lot of idioms, expressions, and you know, so there is not only um, idioms and expressions and new vocabulary, but there are also law terms, yeah. which makes it a little bit harder for a basic student. Okay. Uh, are there any words or phrases that you wrote in your magical notebook, which you showed me a minute ago, that you would like to share with us? I have a lot that I love. Just so drop us, a, drop us a few of it. Drop us a few words. Drop us a few um, words or phrases. So I'm going to read like the ones that I hear the most in suits. So okay. they use a lot, these expression to live up to the end of the bargain. A lot. So I did at the beginning of the series, I had no idea about this expression, but at the end of the series, now I even use it because they, they've repeated it so many times that now I learned it. And it's because they used it a lot of times. So just for everyone listening, when you leave up to the, to the end of the bargain, it means that you, um, you do like you're part of the deal, right? That's basically what it is. So you could say it, you could, I actually wrote the sentence that they use in the series. I wrote, why should I believe you would even, wait a second, why should I believe you, you would even live up to your end of the bargain? They use it all the time because I mean, it's, they are in the middle of negotiations all the time. Yeah. So of course, they need to know if the other person will live up to the to their end of the bargain. That is, if they will do their part of the deal or they will back off and say, I'm not doing it. <gasps> you didn't so just say, you didn't just say, did you, you didn't just say that, did you? Did you just use that word that I thought you used? 
Which one? Oh, okay. Maybe it was my. Maybe it was just my dirty ears that heard my dirty ears that heard it. Anyway, continue, Isa. Continue. Venga, venga. Keep going. Keep going. Um, another one. Let me see. Um, to get to get caught in the crossfire. That's also one that they use a lot. Uh, when you get caught in the crossfire, uh, you become involved in an unpleasant situation. So if there are two people fighting or arguing, you are in the middle. Yeah. That means you you get caught in the crossfire. They use it a lot. Um, let me see another one. I have a lot, but I want to point out the ones they use the most. Ah, to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with someone. So, because they are lawyers, they like to, like, confront with, like, they want to get into are like fights let's say with the people and they like to stand up for themselves and show that they are capable of doing things so they they want to go toe to toe with other people which means they want to um, how, how can you define toe to toe well if you go toe to toe with someone you're you're you know you don't give up on you don't give up on the fight you know you're 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 always you're The move that your opponent makes, you're going to make that you're going to make that move as well because you'll do anything to to stop your opponent to go toe to toe. It's 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 actually a very it's used a lot in boxing, you know, boxing. So if you go toe to toe with your opponent, you are literally fighting your your opponent as hard as your opponent is fighting you. That's interesting. There you go. They use it a lot. Yes. Um. Let me see if I've got... Oh, to get off the hook. That's something I learned when I was watching Suits. Because, of course, because they are working with clients, they need to get their clients off the hook. Which means they need to solve their clients' problems. Exactly. So they have, in, if they are in the middle of an issue, they need to get them off the hook. They need to get them out of that problem. So they use it a lot. I think those are the ones they use the most. I think, you know, there are definitely those ones. And what I remember from Suits is also there's a lot of American slang used. A lot of slang, a lot of informal language that is thrown around, especially when it, especially when Harvey and Mike are talking to each other in, in, that, uh, in that, you know, in, in Harvey's office. There's a lot of... Um, There's a lot of slang use, which is also important um, that you guys remember. The slang used in these TV series is only really you should only really be used with those people that you know, and not with your business clients, not with those who you might be doing business with or you are not so familiar with. You know, so it's obviously the same as in Spanish that you would never use uh, slang with people that you don't know. Exactly, yes. And that's also very important. When I am taking my notes, it's it's very important for me to know whether this is something I can use or not. Yeah. So I always write right next to the word. For example, I have here um, to... I had it here, to get stoned. 
when you get stoned. You know, I don't know if you guys use it in the yeah. in England. Yeah, we say it. That's well. something that I wouldn't use because, I mean, uh, it's informal, right? So I yeah. wouldn't, I wouldn't use it. When I would prefer to say that this person is high or is under the influence of drugs, but I wouldn't say he. He got a stoned. <laughs> no, because um, if you said to someone, if you said to a, a colleague of yours who you don't know or your boss, oh, uh, X and Y got stoned at the weekend, that's why they're not at work, then there is going to be some big, big trouble. You know, and you do not want to be throwing, you do not want to be telling your boss on Monday morning that you got stoned and that's why your eyes look so, that's why your eyes look, you know, really bad. Right? Red, yeah. Yeah, that's very important too. To and, and actually, it's not easy because I'm not a native speaker. Yeah. So it's not easy to tell whether I I can use the word or not. Yeah. So I have to. What I do is that every time I hear a word, I go to the dictionary and I try to find at least three, four examples. I don't write them all, but I write if the word is very, very new to me, I write at least one new one extra example. Because I want to understand where I can, like in what type of context I can use the word. There are so many, there are a lot of, like you said, slang and um, just things that I as a native speaker wouldn't use. Yeah. Um, so it's very important for me to know that. Can I use it? Yes or no? And write it down. Right next to the word, I write, it's an informal word. I wouldn't use it. But I, I mean, it's important to know it if I want to understand what they are saying. Yeah, exactly. Super. Isa, I'm going to ask you now to look at the box I'm drawing with my fingers. Can you see this? And dear listeners, you're you're used to what well, you're used to this. This is the magic of not being able to see what you're hearing, but only being able to hear. Isabel has just managed to see this box I've drawn. This is basically where the program notes are going in, and they're going to be somewhere underneath this episode so what we would like you to do is to put your instagram handle into that box and tell us where we can find you on instagram and on social media so my social media goes by the handle of my english academy it is lesson of the week that how lesson oh because of colombia <laughs> so lesson of the week that that go Okay. And you can find me on Instagram, on TikTok, on. Um, I will eventually open a Facebook page. So, lesson of the week, academy, and all of those platforms. And if anyone is now on social media and is looking for Isabella, you can see her smiling with a very nice turquoise blue background. And blue is the yes. color. Blue is my favorite color, hence the reason I approve definitely of the turquoise blue background that you used for your picture. So <laughs> it's my favorite too. I love, I love, I love the blue color. I love blue. Blue is my is one of my favorite colors. So extra marks to Isabella. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Muchas gracias. Muchísimas gracias for your time here on the English mm -hmm. podcast with Tommy. Namaste. Uh, you know, you know, you've been to you've been to the south, you've been to Southeast Asia. So, what does that really mean? What does the word Namaste mean? What does it really mean? It has a couple of different 
minutes, but I think the most um, the most common meaning that people give to that is uh, respect. Yeah. So it's like a greeting to say hi or to say thank you, to show respect. And they use it a lot, actually, a lot. They use it in, in Vietnam. I didn't see it, but they use it a lot in Thailand and in Myanmar, a lot. Okay. Every time they say hi or thank you, they go and bow. They bow. Namaste. Yes. <laughs> they don't actually say namaste. I think that one is from India, but they. they ah, bow. okay, That's, okay, it's all part right. Of their culture. Okay, so it's it, it, it's from that region, but namaste is not actually used in in coastal Southeast Asia. No, it's not. They just bow. I think namaste is most commonly from India, if I'm not wrong, and in meditation practices to start or begin to begin or finish your practice. Cool. Thank you very much. Dear listeners, there are no more excuses anymore for not saying that I have no free lessons. Isabella here has given you a free lesson how to use Hannah Montana, aka Miley Cyrus, in her for in her young age, in her young age, and also the very gripping, very interesting series Suits to help you improve your English. Should you ever wonder why we do this, why I do this podcast, it's basically because there are people on social media who have complained in the past that they would like free lessons, and this is a free podcast, and you can listen to it anywhere, everywhere, in the world, and there is no reason for you now to say, oh, when are you giving me a next free lesson, teacher? It's like, well, here it is, there's another one. Number five, I'd like to say thank you again to uh, Miss Bogota here, uh, Isabella, for <laughs> being here. Uh, thank you so much for the conversation. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. And we'll have you again. We'll have you again very soon. And we wish you the best of luck with your backpacking. And we, we hope that you share with us all your adventures that you will be uh that you go on because you know i i was just looking through your social media profile again your your insta and i saw your i saw one of your reels that you posted when you were in a buddhist monastery and that for me was like mega amazing you know because i've never been to southeast asia so for me it was like seeing it was being in a completely different world so thank you isabella it is thank you thank you so much for having me And you, dear listeners, you will join me very soon for another episode of the English Podcast with Tommy. Until then, it's another goodbye from Bogota. Bye-bye, everyone. And it's another goodbye from here in Germany. Goodbye now.